Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now I'm pleased to say that I've recovered from COVID, I'm feeling much better and we've even managed to get out back into the garden. So things are definitely on the up. Thank you so much for all the messages of support I got after last week. Now this week I've had a question come in about growing vegetables over winter and uh, I thought I'll go through that a little bit later on but first as always we have the first part of our diary section. Today is Saturday the 23rd of July 2022. I'm on the allotment this morning. I got out down here quite early just to do a few bits. Now I haven't been down to this allotment for over a week and a half as I caught Covid last week. I could have came down earlier this week, but I I figured I'm just going to give myself a couple more days just to make sure I don't pass on the bug to anybody on the allotment site. A lot of elderly people here, so I wanted to make sure. Now, came down here this morning and I was expecting a lot of overgrown grass, a lot of weeds. And there was a bit of it, but it wasn't as bad as what I was expecting. So I was rather glad about that. I think because it's been so warm and lack of rainfall, it just hasn't meant that the weeds have really got away with themselves. So I cleared out some of the weeds that I did have from some of the beds and that tidied it up no end and it looks so much better for it. Um, I've got French beans, particularly in the beans beds. French beans and the runner beans are starting to show themselves. So I harvested a few of those, which are are going to go down really well. I also harvested some of our overwintered shallots, and we got a good crop of shallots actually. I'm rather pleased with them. They will go down rather well. I've put them in the greenhouse to dry out for the next week and then we'll take them home and probably pickle them actually. I'm not sure what we're going to do with them but I'm thinking pickling them. Also harvested our elephant garlic which is the really big garlic. More closely related to leek than it is garlic but uh, we've harvested those so we've got some good good crops of those. We always do do quite well with elephant garlic and in fact what I would do I will save the biggest elephant garlic bulb and replant that again later on this year. And that's what I do every year, which means the bigger, the, each year they seem to get bigger and bigger. So a definite reason why I do that. Now with these two beds now empty, I have sown some more peas of various varieties just as a late crop just to pop them into use and what I'm planning to do is over winter grow some more green manures in these empty beds uh, particularly field beans and I'm just figuring that that all the time it's still a chance to sow things like peas might as well pull it into use and in the other bed I sown some more carrots again these are going to be a late crop the bed just seems so suitable for growing carrots so I've sown them on there just a broadcast seed given them a good rake over and then I've watered them all in and I've watered all the beds actually while I was at it. They are very very thirsty at the moment so they're going to need a lot of drinking to get them through. Now I went up to where I have cleared out my first early potatoes earlier this year and potatoes have been great this year I've got to say they're starting to die back now which is a little bit early for my liking particularly the main crop but I think with this weather I'm not 
too surprised. We've just got to make sure we keep them well watered and keep them going. But where I have got empty areas, I had some winter cabbage that the variety is called Tundra that I sowed from seed at home and I've got these into the ground today. Gave them a good watering to get them established and these are going to go on to provide us with winter cabbages. Now on that note, I have had a question coming from Gary this week about growing winter crops and what we can grow. So that's what I'm going to talk about now. This week I had a question coming from Gary, who's a very long-term listener and also a member of our supporters club. And Gary asked if I could do a podcast talking about our winter vegetables. Now, this is a subject I've discussed in previous years and I avoided it this year, although I feel now that might have been a mistake to avoid. And so um, we're going to do it this week. Now I've broken this down into two different areas. We've got the vegetables that we would grow overwintered, otherwise known as overwintered vegetables, and these would be sown in the next couple of months and they will grow over the winter in order to provide us early crops next year or even our normal crops later on in the year. That bit will be coming up a bit later on. But firstly, we've got the actual main question, winter vegetables. Now, what I've discovered when I was thinking about this question of winter vegetables is that a lot of the crops need to have been sown already. And if you haven't done that, don't worry, I've got a few options for you. What I've done, I've made a list of some winter vegetables that we might want to grow and harvest throughout the winter months. And I'm just going to go through those and explain a little about when we want to sow them. So first of all, the humble cabbage. One of my favourite vegetables to grow because they are tasty, they look great on the allotment and they are so useful in the kitchen. But for winter vegetables, for winter cabbage, we needed to sow our seeds back in April slash May and we will be planting them out around about now like I was doing on the allotment earlier in this podcast. But if you haven't sown any seeds, not to worry, you can still pop to a garden centre and buy some of these plants that can be planted out. They're very easy to get hold of. Most garden centres will sell them. They may even start discounting them, so it's well worth looking out for them. Next on my list, I have cauliflower. Now, this is the same as cabbages. Again, we wanted to sow these back in April or May, and we would be planting these out now. But again, if you haven't sown them back in April or May, don't worry, pop to your local garden centre and see what they've got. We've got swede on this list. Now, swede we can sow now and we might get a crop for the winter. But again, I would have sown these April, May to be sure that we could get winter crops of swede. Broccoli, we would be sowing these April to June. And again, we can buy these from a garden centre and get them in now. Again, we'll be looking at planting these out now. So as um, areas on my allotment become more and more free, such as in my first early potatoes and second early potatoes, these are what I would be looking at getting into the ground now. Now, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts are the very, very 
difficult one because we would be sowing these seeds February to April and my sprouts went back into the ground back in April May time you probably won't be able to buy these from a garden centre now it's probably too late but you might be lucky and they might be a discounted but I would expect those to not produce sprouts until very very late winter possibly even into spring Kale is next on this list. I love kale. Use kale a lot. It's absolutely delicious and great. And the good thing about kale is we can actually sow this from April to September. But we wouldn't sow it any later than July if we want it to be big and tough enough to survive the winter. Later crops or later sowings of this crop we would be looking as almost like using as cat and come again or just not to survive the winter. Still chance you can sow these if you have some seeds or you can buy these again from a garden centre and get them in the ground too. Now leeks. Leeks is a, a very interesting one because I usually sow my leeks back in January and we can sow them as late as April and I, I plant them out uh, quite early on. But again, we can plant these out now. I would say it's too late to sow the seeds. Some of the faster leek seeds, such as King Richard is a good example, you might get away with, but it would be very risky. And if you get a harsh winter, they're probably not going to survive. So again, you might be able to get these from a garden centre in trays and get those in the ground. Again, I would say it might be too late, but you might just get away with it. Parsnips is next on my list and parsnips I sow direct in the ground April to May and if they're not in the ground now don't bother buying them from a garden centre. The reason I say don't bother buying them from a garden centre, parsnips do not like being transplanted. You might get away with it to be fair but generally speaking parsnips do not like being transplanted. They like to be grown or sown where they are to grow which is one of the very few seeds that I actually sow directly where they are to grow for that very reason so if you haven't got parsnips sorry to say i would not bother with parsnips this year now carrots carrots are an interesting one as well because we can sow these from sort of march to september depending on the variety but you would want to sow them july for the latest at the very latest that is for them to survive or grow through in the winter again you might get away with it you can, i made a sowing earlier this weekend for them and they might do okay they might not they will produce carrots of some description they might be small carrots but they will produce carrots so they are worth doing for that very reason now we could actually add a bit of fleece protection to try and prolong that growing season with carrots and a lot of what I've discussed, I haven't really taken into account things like greenhouses or cold frames. I've just done them as if they are out in the garden. Now, my final winter crop is actually one I sow a lot of right throughout the winter. Can be grown under protection, but will also provide you with some good winter crops. And that is winter lettuce or winter salad leaves. Salad leaves, as you no doubt know, are high on my list of things that we grow here. And winter lettuce is just a good example of something that can be sown right throughout the winter to produce some healthy salad leaves. So that is a very definite one that you can sow now. There's a few other in this salad crop 
leaves that I would also say you could sow now that might provide you with crops throughout the winter. Spinach and chard are two examples. But we're going to hear more about that in the overwintered crop section in just a moment. But first, let's find out what I've been up to in the garden. Today is Sunday the 24th of July 2022 today and I've spent a day in my garden at home. Now I've got to admit my garden at home while I was off ill I was able to look after a little bit better. Kept on top of the weeding and the general little maintenance although I didn't push myself too hard so uh, I did a bit more here I'm pleased to say than what I did down on the allotment but probably still not enough. So today, first of all, straight into the greenhouse while it was cooler and just had a bit of a tidy up and sort out in there. I'm using my greenhouse at home more and more for sowing seeds. So I've just been setting that up in ready for sowing seeds throughout August and September as we get busier and busier. I also had to fill up the water butt that I keep in there, which has a solar-powered watering system to water my plants in the greenhouse, which I've got to say is a godsend for me. It's one of the best things I've ever done inside a greenhouse. It's just a shame it's a dripper system, not a mister, because I could do with a mister system, as I feel that would water our plants a lot better on the inside. After that I headed out into the main garden, I got the lawnmower out and went round cutting all the grass areas. Now all I've been doing with our weeds is throwing them onto the grass areas and I run over those with the lawnmower just to chop them up nice and small. Now I used to throw all this into the compost heap because it works really, really well at creating some really good compost heap. But since I discovered mulching I've been throwing this around a lot of our plants as a mulch. Now, what I've, I've heard in the past a permaculture technique called chop and drop. And I've, I've heard of this technique, but I've never really understood what it was. And while I was off here, I happened to take the chance and look it up. And it turns out what I've been doing with my mulching techniques is chop and drop. The idea being you chop all your green materials up, be it long grass, weeds, etc, etc, and you mulch your plants with that. That way they then rot down into the ground where they are, as act as a mulch, suppressing weeds, retaining moisture. But as they rot down, all the goodness that is in them gets pot into the soil, so you end up with better soil as well, and better plants. Now I found this quite amusing to myself, because it's exactly what I've been doing anyway, and... Like when I did no-dig gardening from the age of 10, it just, to me, seemed to make sense without realising it was a thing. And this seems to be the thing that keeps popping up with permaculture techniques. I really have got to look into permaculture a bit more because so much of it does seem to make sense. Now, I, after that, I went into the Christmas dinner bed. And in that bed... We've had a good collection of plants growing, ready for our Christmas dinner. And all seem to be doing quite well, actually. But I wanted today to harvest the onions because it was time for them to be harvested. And I've simply just got those out of the ground, cut the roots off and cut the stalks off. And then placed them into the greenhouse to dry out for a couple of weeks before they go into my cool, dry garage. And they'll do absolutely fine there. And they will be ready for our Christmas dinner. 
Now, one at home, a Christmas dinner bed isn't doing too bad. The Brussels sprouts, the cabbages are all growing really well in there. We've got Swedes, we've got carrots, we've got parsnips, we've got celery, and they're all doing really, really well. A couple of weeks ago, I actually sowed some French beans in here as well, and they've just started to show themselves as well. So we're going to have French beans from this one bed as well. I actually put them in in spaces that become available. But now we've got rid of the onions, what I've then done with that area is just sown a row of peas so that we can get some nice peas ready for the Christmas dinner. These will probably have to go into the freezer for the time being once we harvest the peas, but just another row sown. You know, it's, it's not a bad thing. I've collected peas from this bed before and they have all gone into the freezer. So we're adding more and more vegetables to our Christmas dinner. Now, talking of a Christmas dinner bed and that falls in line with our winter veg topic. I think it's only right we move on to the second area of overwintering vegetables. <coughs> Well, overwintered crops. Now, I've broken this into a different section because these are crops that may not be harvestable throughout the winter, but we can grow them over winter to provide us with some early crops. Now, I've already mentioned the salad leaves, the spinach, the lettuce and the chard, and they can certainly be sown now. They might provide you with crops over the winter. The oriental vegetables would also fall into this section. This could be things like pak choy or mizuna, uh, mustards as well. A lot of choices if you like your salads, and especially if like me. I do eat a lot of salads and I do grow a lot of these salad leaves. I had one mustard that I grew last year called Koma Sutra. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but that's how I read it. And that was a fantastic one. It grew right throughout the winter. It self-seeded when it bolted, and we've got lots of it growing at the moment, which we're still eating and using. So definite one that I've put down on this overwintered list. We mentioned cabbages earlier, and I said it was too late to sow cabbages for winter. But if we sow now some spring cabbages we can get some really nice spring cabbages a variety i recommend is durham early really good overwintering spring cabbage and what i like to do with my spring cabbage is i'll plant them in a row and i plant them quite close together now why i do this is that before they form a head when i thin them out to give them a bit more room i can actually use those thinnings as spring greens so i actually get the two crops from the one row highly recommend doing that and as i do that going on throughout this year you'll hear more about that a lot of these overwintered crops we're going to be talking about a lot over the next coming months next on my list i have got purple sprouting broccoli now this is one that we sow back in may you might be able to buy it from a garden center and get it in the ground and these produce these beautiful purple broccoli early in about may you can be harvesting these in right in the hunger gap really tasty really good highly recommend if you can get hold of some of those then please do get that in the ground as soon as you can might be slightly too late but you might just get away with it japanese onions now i always grow overwintered onions and i usually grow them from sets which i plant out september october time and these have never let me down they do have a tendency to bolt and they don't store as well as spring planted sets but 
If you have some of the Japanese onion seeds, you can sow these seeds in August. Now, these are varieties such as Senshu. And sow these in August. By the time September or October comes, you can plant them out as if they are set. Again, this is something I do recommend you have a look at doing. It's well worth it if you can do it. I always grow over winter onions. I'm moving more into spring sown onions nowadays, but I still want to do some overwintered onions just because then I can get that earlier crops. Now, sticking with the allium theme, we've got garlics. Now, garlic, I always overwinter. We've done an experiment this year where we tried it later on in the season. The spring ones, they can be successful. But most gardeners will now sow layers from September to about November. And we get very good results doing that. So garlic is a definite one. And it, why I bring this up now, actually, garlic, I'm looking at ordering some new garlic bulbs this year and starting again. I usually save my largest bulbs. It's not been working so well lately, so I'm looking at starting again. And I'm going to be ordering my garlic bulbs this very week. So Definitely, if you are looking to grow garlic, look at ordering them very, very soon. Now, broad beans are another overwintered crop that I always sow over to grow over winter. I don't bother with our spring-sown broad beans. I stick with just sowing these between October and November. The reason I do that is that I find that the we get an earlier crop of broad beans, which always goes down really well, but also we don't suffer so much from black fly so we get a better crops we get less problems and then once the broad beans are done that bed becomes available for other beans or peas so again highly recommend you look at doing that it's something i definitely do do and i highly recommend doing it too now finally another crop that i always try and grow over winter is peas now these can be sown September to November to overwinter. If you get some in now, you can get some late crops of peas. Peas are really over underrated when it comes to how hardy they are. But like, if you can grow them over winter, want to grow them over winter, again, I highly recommend doing that. You get an earlier crop, probably by about May, you could be harvesting these peas. So again, I think that is well worth doing. Uh, but you do need a an overwintering variety or a variety that can tolerate the overwinter. Meteor is usually a very good variety and I've got plenty of those. So I would definitely be doing that in some of our beds throughout this winter. Well, there you go. That is some of the crops that I have overwintered. And what you've noticed is a lot of the vegetable crops are brassicas and the other crops are quite a mix. So it's well worth thinking about growing over winter some crops that you might want to grow. A lot of people pot their beds or their gardens or their allotments to bed over the winter. I don't. I try and grow right throughout and I always try and have something growing in our allotment in our garden all year round because it is just worth doing right let's get back to the final diary update for this week it is monday the 25th of july 2022 and you find me in our kitchen and as i'm doing every monday now i'm coming up with a recipe from what we grow in our garden in a hope that we can try and beat the cost of living crisis with our growing your own. And this week, I have got a really good one for you. I've got 
what I call stuffed courgettes. Now, many of us who are growing courgettes are probably getting quite a lot of courgettes coming at the moment and looking for ways to use them up can be tricky. One of the things that I like to do is I take a courgette, I cut it in half and I scoop the very centre, the seeds out. And then I fill that up with a bit of cheese, close the two ends back together and wrap it in bacon. And then I bake that in the oven, guess mark six for about 20 minutes. Can be done on a barbecue as well, I've done that before. And what you get is this beautiful stuffed courgette with bacon and cheese. It is absolutely delicious. And you can add a bit of seasoning, pepper, nutmeg, anything that you may have to make it interesting. Not very difficult to make at all, very cheap, and best of all, it uses up courgettes that many of us are just getting sick of already. I, I don't personally, I love courgettes. I think they are great and we use them a lot. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. I hope it's been of use to you and I hope it's been enjoyable. And more importantly, I hope that has answered the question that people are thinking about. I think when it comes to winter veg, it's something that we always think of when it's too late and um, something we need to think about a bit better in our planning. And I put myself in that category because I certainly think I've forgotten quite a few things throughout this year. Well, if you've enjoyed it, then please do leave us a review on your podcast service. That really does help us get discovered. But if you really have enjoyed yourselves, perhaps you would consider buying our merchandise that's available on the vegegrowerpodcast.co.uk or becoming a supportive member. Now, a supportive member is the real way that we fund this podcast. It helps keep the website running and keeps all the bells and whistles running on this podcast. For that, I charge just £5 a month. You get extra behind-the-scenes podcasts and you also get a collection of seeds sent to your door each and every month. And these seeds can be sown that very month, so they're not hanging around for ages waiting to be sown. If, like Gary, you've got a question you would like me to answer or a subject that you would like me to go into, then please do email me. It's richard at uk, or you can head to theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk. You can leave a comment on the end of a blog or you can leave a voicemail. And finally, don't forget to find me on social media. We're on pretty much every social media platform going. We've got a Facebook group as well, which is proving to be very, very popular at the moment. A lot of questions and a lot of ideas are coming in from there and a lot of people are sharing their knowledge. So please do go check that out. We'll be back again next time. So until then, please take care. Take care.